Once again, the world watches as the internationally famous daredevil, Need Delp, attempts his most daring stunt ever, leaping off the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> He's taunting the crowd, asking them to help him down, crying, I don't want to do this, but they cheer on. You can see the tears in his eyes. <laughs> he really is such a natural entertainer. A fall into the water from this height would kill any normal human, but Knee Delp has proved time and again that he is capable of the impossible. And I personally cannot wait to see how he deals with this new challenge. Oh, and he leaps. Oh my, what a thrill. Delp is completely still as he plummets. He's not moving. This is amazing. And he's hit the water. Unbelievable theatre. He's still underwater. Oh my, you could hear a pin drop here in San Francisco. Any moment now. Still not surfaced. There he is! The crowd cheers! Ah, oh, <laughs> the dead man's float. What a showman! What a... Doesn't. Um... I'm afraid to report that Nee Delp has today committed suicide jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. In hindsight, there have been a few red flags. If I die young, bury me inside, lay me down on a bed of roses. Ladies and gentlemen, international listeners alike, listen up. Welcome to The Key Podcast, episode two. Welcome. Okay, so we realised that we didn't do this at all uh, last episode, so we thought we'd introduce ourselves and say hello. We're Keith, a student sketch comedy group. I just assumed that everyone already knew who we were. Um, and that we were pretty famous, and so that we didn't need to introduce ourselves or the podcast at, at any stage. At any stage. Or justify, like, or explain even anything we have. For example, this episode, we've got a good friend of ours, an ex-Keith member, Calamon, and I'm pretty sure you won't be able to understand anything that happens. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, take a seat. Pour yourself a drink. Turn up your headphones. Because you're listening to the Keith Podcast. Callum's here. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. So much energy, Callum. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, it's it's quite it's very confusing because I don't know what's actually going to be on the podcast and what's going to get cut out this like setup chat so it's quite confusing i'm quite on edge oh, but i'm sure I'll, I'll relax into it here at the keith podcast come on come on Callum. keep up by the way listeners we've been on this call for 23 minutes and this oh, is now supposedly the start the of the podcast <laughs> so i'm just i'm giving them a behind oh, the looking glass Mungo. i can't effect. believe we got that's what i've we got in a month yeah. We thought he was one of we our own. We thought we were having a guest. He's a spy, a traitor. Well, that's what you get for not paying people to spend an oh. hour of their evenings to come on your podcast. Right? Well, that's the interview over, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm very, very happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me on as the first guest. We as tried well. so many people. Um, you are sorry. the first guest, first yes. Everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> <Obviously>. <laughs> So, Callum, do you want to fill the people in about what you've been doing since you abandoned university and, by extension, Keith? Since I decided not to come back for a, <laughs> a well-informed master's. Mm. Yeah. I, that's not a shock. That's you can't just make a shock I, and yes, then say well, that wasn't a shock. 
<laughs> it felt like a shot. You can, I you can. felt the shot. <laughs> no. It's just a retrospective, no offence. That's all it is. Um, yeah, well, I've moved back home, which is lovely. Um, and I'm at uh, a drama school, which is also lovely. Currently online, obviously. But it is what it is. Uh, and, yeah, just having having fun. Having fun. You sound so enthused. Yeah, it sounds much. really uh, Yeah, I know. I'm not, write, not writing sketches, actually. That's something I have noticed. And it used to be quite a crippling trait, as like, I'm sure we're all aware, when something vaguely funny happens to you in your normal life, like <laughs> wherever, and it's like Tesco's or like on a train, you're like, oh, there's something in that. And you like text it to yourself or write it down in your notes. And you have this then bank of like random phrases, be like, oh, pigeon looked like it sneezed. Mm. And you're like, what am I, I going to do mm. with that ever? I've, I've stopped doing that. That's, like, that's gone. That, that part of me seems really to have died. Is it sad, sad or is it... F- is it sad or is it freeing? Mm. Well, I think Stockholm Syndrome is actually <laughs> pretty real. Uh, and y- y- so, yeah, I, I, don't, I haven't found it that freeing. But you might, when you're in it, you, you, yeah, you sort of want to get out of texting, it. You texted yourself, didn't you? That was your way of letting yourself know. Like, I, I like yeah. that. My Facebook <laughs> conversation with myself that, is, no, it, no it's whack. It's really weird. And, and when you're one of your, like, recently searched people on Facebook, it's like, what are you doing with yourself? Like, this, is, this app is designed to communicate with anybody in the world apart from you. think Mark Zuckerberg's just watching, like, yeah, so what nice. the fuck is his problem? Like, who is this man? I, I hope he has better things to do. I know, yeah, it's pretty unhinged. If he is watching, like, it might, it would catch his eye, I think. Just one man messaging himself. It's got worse. <laughs> it's got worse, because... Now it's just um, YouTube links to uh, to songs that I find like vaguely uplifting, or like, or I went through this. Surely you're all with me here. We've all gone through some weird mm, YouTube holes. Yeah, I went through uh, motivational speeches, but not from films, like oh. real motivational speeches. So I'm watching like American <laughs> football coaches hype the shit out of their team and send them out. And I when I when it's like a cold morning and you got to get out of bed. I don't know, I find there's something genuinely quite motivating about those. So now my Facebook conversation is, is a lot of those. Um, and yeah. wow. I'm revealing so much about myself and you haven't even like, really asked the question. But um, cover versions of Old Lang Syne, that was a real New Year's Eve trip for me because there are some emotional cover versions of Old Lang Syne and some clubland bangers of Old Lang Syne. Which you can, I'm sure, find on Spotify. I think Spotify. you sent me one of so those, or someone <laughs> did. Uh, it, well, genuinely a huge track. Huge. It, well, if it's, I mean, if it wasn't me, then they've clearly gone global <laughs> and I'm happy for them. Emily, what about you? What was your, what is your, like, process for um, noting down sketch ideas? Do you just have, like, a notes in your mm, phone? Yeah, they're, they're in my notes and it does just mean, and then sometimes I'll, like, judge that a note is finished and so I do have, like, about eight different ones and some of them are, like, pe- like very, very long and then, again, some will be, like, sentient pineapple, a hairdresser that kills funny dog names and and that's just one note so they are it is just a forest <laughs> it's a scary place that sounds like that sounds like quite an organized forest though okay mine is literally i have one note of all the ideas and like i never delete so i like unless i've written the sketch and then it goes but otherwise like, i have things on my phone that i've had there since first year of, of durham um and like I can track chronologically 
how I was feeling, <laughs> basically, based on the sketch ideas. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, but as in you have, you have periods of really depressing sketch ideas or just, or just like no creativity at all the whole of like second year. Yeah, I think, I, I think more, more of the latter because um, lots of my right. sketches... And as I found out recently in my short stories for my creative writing course, they just always seem to involve people dying, um, which is pretty hard. I was explaining a couple of the short stories that I wrote this term to my mum, and she was like, those are pretty dark. She's <laughs> <laughs> um, worrying. Well, you... Yes, I get that. I guess so. Because you before. do a thing where you will base your short stories off your sketches, right? Like, that's a thing for you, isn't it? <laughs> I pray that no one from my course is listening. And there's no reason why they should be. But I have done that. I've taken <laughs> sketches that I've written in, uh, on deadline and turned them into something longer. Yeah. Oh, I love that about the Keith podcast, that you're actually yeah. willing listeners away <laughs> so that it doesn't <laughs> expose the crossover of material. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be really yeah, harrowing right. if they then outed me in one of my Zoom seminars and then I'm being asked, about, well, what was the inspiration for the story? And I'm like, um, someone else's sketch? <laughs> yeah, I think also, it's completely fair no enough. promo oh, is bad well, promo. The, boy, yeah, the Wolfie we, Cry Boy. <laughs> yeah, it's good advertising. <laughs> Callum, I think you were about to mention something that I um, had hoped was never going to come up, but I guess now. Well, I mean, this is this is shameless. Yeah, so a sketch. Obviously, everyone's heard of the boy cried wolf, and I thought, oh, there might be something in the wolf who cried boy. It's a fairly simple sketch of someone who's a wolf, but obviously there's no discernible way of dressing up as a fucking wolf on stage. So it's just someone stood there, and they go, boy boy, boy, and then someone comes on, the boy comes on, and he goes, oh, you're right, wolf. And they have, like, a two-minute chat, and then someone comes on and goes, fucking hell, it's a wolf, and kills the wolf. That's it. And Mungo was like, that's not very good. And I was like, yeah, fair enough, it's not very good. I thought it was dead, I thought it was gone. Then for your creative writing module mm -hmm. in third year, you had to write this short story. Well, t you had to write, what, 15,000 words? Uh, of short no, story? I had to have 6,000 words in total and I'd written one and spent, it was, uh, spent like two months on this one story, but it ended up being about 1,500 words short, uh, about 4,500 words. Yeah. And I'd only planned to write one and I had a week left before <laughs> this like really hard deadline. And I was like, oh, I could add to the story or I could do something new in a week. And it's only a thousand words. But I spent five days delaying this decision because I didn't want to have to do it and I didn't fancy doing it like a rubbish story. But then it got down to the last night and obviously I had to do something. So I... Well, so you thought instead of doing a rubbish story, <laughs> I'll steal the worst sketch idea that we've had in a long time. And I'll extend it so that it's 1,500 words. <laughs> yeah, and write a story about the boy cried wolf from the perspective... Of the wolf. Yes, yes. And um, this, this story was complete with Old Norse names for all the wolves. The, <laughs> Cam, do you remember what the main wolf was called? Given that you've read the story. <laughs> Elof. I will never, ever forget. Elof. Elof the wolf. Wow. Elof the wolf. Yeah, that's Elof the wolf, that's the wolf that, uh, from The Boy Who Cried Wolf. Elof. Um, and unsurprisingly, they didn't like my story. <laughs> 
and I got a 62 <laughs> for the whole thing, including the other story as well, which I spent months oh, on. Oh, no. Um, so, that, I wasn't going to get a first anyway, so. The other story is really good, though. Just yeah, for anyone who wants to reach out to Mungo and ask to read it, it's really good. The boy cried wolf one. Sorry, the wolf who <laughs> cried boy one. I don't yeah, I, I don't it know. was because you you sent them both to me to be like, oh, you can read them if you want. And I was like, yeah, yes, yeah, that sounds great. And I I read the um the wolf one first, <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck <laughs> God, I ain't reading the second one. And then read the second one was like, that was genuinely fantastic. Wait, okay, you actually, I you... I actually have a question. Isn't the plot like? Doesn't the wolf just he isn't there until the end, and then he eats the boy? Is that all it was? I created, I, I cre- basically most of the story is creating how the wolf gets to that point. He's, so now yeah. he's claiming, he's claiming ownership over the boy who cried wolf. That's what he's I'm done there. He is, yeah, that is outrageous. <laughs> You're actually, you've, we've also not been calling it by its actual name. It's actually called The Bell. There we go. That's the name of the story. Um, Shall we listen to a sketch? (laughs) Quick. (laughs) Um, Please, please get me out of this conversation. Um, What do we have coming up? Oh, well, first we have some advertising that we need to run. Welcome to the Keith Advertising Space. Companies will soon be fighting tooth and nail for a piece of it. But for the brief time that we have no sponsors at all, we have decided to advertise our very own Fergus Carver. Hi. With his silky tones and calming demeanour, Fergus Carver is an essential addition to any household. But don't believe us. Believe our satisfied customers. My Fergus Carver changed me for the better. Before I got a Fergus Carver, my podcast was shit. My life was shit. I was shit. Get your Fergus Carver today for only three bi-monthly payments of £108.74. Disclaimer, there is no seller guarantee that your Fergus Carver will maintain the same integrity and strength of character as our original prototype. We have received complaints that several of our products are just disgruntled random Scottish men kidnapped from the streets. A few aren't even called Fergus. No refunds are available at this time. So where are you guys looking to um, do the show in summer then? Is it going to have to be... uh an outdoor race course affair um yes an outdoor a field yeah i feel like our um you're quite a good person to talk about our attack on fringe with callum this is good because we can exclude mungo um from his uh because he loves cricket yeah, and hates comedy cricket. i hear something yeah and and uh it's it is something like that mm. yeah it's something like that yeah awful um, but I feel my dream, where I picture my dream is doing it outside at the Swan and somehow coming up with a show that doesn't need any transitions or tech, just Fergus playing music. <laughs> oh, just Victorian yeah, yeah. comedy. Just visceral. That is, and people that are is so a great far idea. Away. Go right back to the Greeks, <laughs> some sort of amphitheatre, people up on the bridge. Yeah. Yeah, but forget the, like, yeah. ten people that snuck in. It's just going to all of Durham. Anyone who's outside, get a free ticket to the Keith show. Yeah. <laughs> I would discourage um, Zoom performances. Uh, I'm in the midst of a Zoom performance uh, right now. And, um, and it's, <laughs> it's carnage. It's an absolute mess. Like, your, your entrance to coming on stage is... 
uh, turning your video on. And obviously when you have your video off, you're muted. So the amount of times that you turn your video on and you start this you know, powerful speech and you're muted and you've got to redo the whole thing. Absolutely. Like we're, doing, we're doing this live oh on God. Friday. It's going to be... So, so it's very much like you're... You all have green screen. Yeah, it's going to... No, we don't have green screens. This is my background. My background is for Macbeth, which obviously has, you know, some certain dark <laughs> moments, is a Weetabix advent calendar, some birthday cards from seven months ago, and then on my shelf, as you can see, some books which are really Malibu. unimpressive when you view them up close, and a full bottle of, a full bottle of Malibu. <laughs> That's not. Are mine. you going to? Are you going to clean up? Are you going to clean up your room act? Too late because I had to do a, a self tape and send it in, and that's my background for You've the self tape. So, <laughs> yep, looks like, yep, looks like in the 16th century Scotland, <laughs> Malibu was a thing. Which part are you playing? Uh, well, I'm playing oh. one of four Macbeths, so it's not particularly Ooh. impressive. Um, Which bit do you yeah. get? I'm playing Act Two Macbeth. I, I get um I get a, a cool speech to be fair. I get the is this a dagger I see before me? The the speech, speech. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one that everyone uh, no, angles no, no, no. for, surely. Are you go is it going <laughs> uh, there was no angling, I'm afraid. It was it was all just a Given that that's the best me. speech, is a... there gonna be an element of Macbeth coming to life with the other Macbeths axing each other one by one yeah. to get the throne <laughs> of is this a dagger I see before me? Possibly, yeah, just people like just trying to hack Wi-Fi's and <laughs> go to town. Yeah, very possible. Well, actually, we... So Callum and I have been on a walk recently and we bumped into, by complete chance, someone that he goes to, I say goes to in the loosest terms because it's now online, drama school with, someone from his oh. class. That is very true. And you thought, you thought they were trying to speak to you. So this bloke was on the phone... And I was, me and Mungo, walking along the riverside. Lovely walk, firstly. Very, very wholesome. Very, very pretty. Um, As is all of Hammersmith. <laughs> quite. Yeah, nice. Selling sunset. And uh, this guy sees, I, I was thinking I was looking over the river, probably waiting for Mungo to kiss me. And then this guy kind of looks at Mungo, who's looking straight ahead. And he, like, sees me. And he, like, raises his eyebrows. And Mungo's like... Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> it's like, well, he, he might know me, Mungo. And, and indeed he did. And he was like, you know, I really thought that bloke was just some random weirdo like trying to church you <laughs> like, I, I thought it was either that or like someone who might have been famous. I, because you like sort of stopped and looked at him. And like, who the fuck is this bloke? I, I didn't say it loud enough, obviously, for this friend of Callum's yeah. to hear. But um, also, friend is, friend is, I mean, yeah. Because he's not in my group, so I've spoken to him about twice, one of them being, yeah, like, what would you? And then obviously I got caught in that whole panic, because he was like, oh, oh, do you live near here? He's Scottish, sorry for the accent. And I was like, oh, no. And then it's obviously like, oh, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's fine, he, he, he does. And you, your manga was like, don't bring me into this, I don't, I'm not getting dragged down. Like it's at least a half an hour walk from where I live, so if, if we go any deeper into this conversation, Callum, I'm going to have to lie. And... We're, we're scuppered. We might have had to sell him our Daredevil sketch. I yes, guess. that we That's came when up you with. Came up with that. Yeah, literally then. On the bridge. Further down the road, got to Putney yeah. Bridge. All the lights, very beautiful at Putney night bridge. at the moment. Romantic. By Bishop's Park, for any. Uh, it was actually very romantic. And we came up for the idea whilst we were standing on the bridge. And I was just spitballing as to at what stage is 
in terms of sitting on top of the... How to describe, actually, what I was thinking about? Um, I would say just the edge of the bridge, like just the, the sort of the handrail. It's not a handrail, but everyone will know what we mean when we say handrail of a bridge. Yeah, and on Putney Bridge, a bit the other side of the handrail, there is somewhere where if you wanted to, dangling your legs over the river, you could sit. And we were discussing at what stage yeah. people would intervene. <laughs> like, how, how close to the edge do you need to get? Do you just need to be, like, sort of... Do you need to get to the stage where you're, like, kicking your shoe off into the water just because you're going to go and join yeah. it? Or is it just merely sitting by itself? Is that going to be enough for s- someone walking past who asks, what the fuck are you doing? Are you OK? Yeah. I think places where you could sit shouldn't necessarily places be places that you should sit. Um, I think that's a yeah. fairly <laughs> that's dangerous attitude nice. to go through life with. True. There are plenty yeah, of... Yeah, the train platforms do just look Plenty of ledges out there. Like, you swing your legs, just I like, was going to say, they... No. They... <laughs> Don't do that. That's not whimsical. <laughs> do either of you ever have that sort of, like, innate urge to do something really, really irrational, like throw your phone to the river oh. or something? Or, like, Always. what would happen if I... Or not even, not even. It is that little voice that goes, That's... throw your phone, throw your phone, throw your phone. <laughs> Do it. And you know you, no, shouldn't, you shouldn't. because it's your phone. <laughs> that's genuinely terrifying that you say the um, throwing the phone off a bridge because that's... I must have told you this, Mongo, and you must just have brought it from your subconscious, but that's my... <laughs> Wait, what's the prompt? It's... A, oh, why are we... Oh... It's going to talk about my hinge. That Cut this out, going. Fergus. Jesus Christ. Fergus, this, this needs this to say. <laughs> so... I'm one of those absolute knobheads who has the three prompts all linked up because it sounds like a good idea, oh, but it's not. It's actually because I can't think of like three independently funny ideas, so I try and make okay. it just one idea oh, stretched no. out. So the first one, <laughs> you, yes, it's all coming back to no, you. No, I've yeah, genuinely yeah. never heard first this. One, I definitely have never heard this. You haven't heard? No. Oh, my word. Okay, so first one, uh, what's your biggest fear? Throwing my phone off a bridge. Which actually gets, well, not much engagement. Doesn't get no engagement. Stop showing up, okay? Um, sorry, sorry. Yeah, that was arrogant. Second prompt, what's your biggest strength? And it's right arm over arm throw. And then uh, third one, a place like you're a regular at, and it's River Thames, lost and found. So that's it. That, there we go, triple threat. Uh, if, as we were saying, all publicity is good publicity, Yes, you heard correct. I am on Hinge. <laughs> so I don't uh, just be tell them there, where you're, where you're based, like, which would be your area mm-hmm. if they wanted to move to that area yeah, and match with you. What, where I live is, is what it that is, question yeah. is. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, we'll say West Hampstead. That's oh, vague it's enough. The one next, <laughs> it's the one next to where I live. You, it's, it's, yeah. It is. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is the one next to where I live. Well, actually, you say that, and this is a segue onto my Hinge. Uh, I can be found in. Oh, this is this is so tragic. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but um, this is podcast related as well. Oh. Someone, um, and I think this is someone that must know Emily from Durham. Um, but I got a I matched with someone on Hinge in Durham in November before coming down here. And then, like, it was one of those matches where nothing is said. And then I got (laughs) a message, (laughs) uh, like, five or six days ago. And this girl just said, make me laugh. And I was like, well, that's a challenge. 
I'm I'm now going to think about this long and hard because I. That is that is a red flag <laughs> to a bull, that. She Unbelievable. Tea, yeah. She's got you to a T. I started breathing pretty heavily. My pupils dilated. I hadn't decided what I was going to say. I had ideas. I'm not going to talk through them. None of them were funny. I didn't use any of them. But before I had the chance to message, the day after the last, after we released the last podcast, I just got the link, the Spotify link, to our podcast sent by this girl. Oh. And that was the moment I made a separate Facebook page that says Mungo Russell, comedian, actor, <laughs> writer. In user for now. I'm getting to agony art, but it's now about <laughs> me. And, and it's not anonymous and it's not hypothetical. It's my actual you life. You should have a friend of mine. <laughs> well, I think also part of the problem is she's probably going to listen to this one and be like, why is he talking about my hints conversation with him on the podcast? It's pretty cool, Mungo. So should we go to another sketch? <laughs> <laughs> Laura, obviously as devout Christians, neither of us are particularly experienced in, in this department, but it's our wedding night and I want this to be one of the most magical nights of our life. So, I've done some research. So have I. I took out some books from the library on intimacy, and they say that as long as we maintain a really clear discourse throughout and set boundaries to what we're both comfortable with and take it slow, then there's no reason why this can't be that magical night that we both want this to be. And what research did you do? Doesn't matter. I, re- re- I really thought you were just going to shout anal as the punchline. <laughs> it was genuinely where I thought it was going. And I'm, I'm actually kind of glad that it, it didn't go that on the nose. But yeah, <laughs> you get to, you travel on that road and then you know where the destination is, but there are just multiple ways you can get there. If that makes sense with that last line. Um, I thought that was played yeah. as tastefully as it, as it podcast, could have I, mm. I caved very recently and got Tinder and I feel like Tinder on Guernsey, because I'm from Guernsey, uh, <laughs> a disgusting place that shouldn't be real. Guernsey Tinder is just this like very specific level of like messed up in that you will just swipe and you'll be like, well, that's an ex, that's an ex, that's a friend's ex. There's my cousin, like, oh, that's my friend. Dad, like that is the energy of Guernsey Tinder. Um, but... Yeah, it's it is it's a scary place out in the lockdown. People are bringing scary intensity, I think, <laughs> to all dating yeah, apps. Close knit circle Guernsey mm. as well. Like there's, it's tight, and so yeah, I would confidently say I know the majority of people my age, but like by face, hundred <laughs> percent. So yeah, it's a it's a scary thing. How many people actually live on? We've Guernsey? got like sixty five thousand, I think. And is it on Guernsey or in Guernsey? Well, I think it's on. I think we're small enough that you're you're on your little island, you know, the little rock. Callum, I can see your face and be fairly quizzical. That my I can hear my brain trying to work that one out. That is Guernsey. Yeah, I'm so glad. That's fascinating. There's much to delve into. 
my my best story from it is that I, because I was so sick of all of that, I just whacked over, like, I just said, oh, just fine, fine, give me people from really far away. So I got all French, a lot of French people, and I matched with this girl, and I was like, oh, hello, like, you're so lovely. And she sent back, oh, are you uh, an English boy? And I was like, <gasps> and and then, yeah, no, there hasn't been a lot of French oh. Tinder after that. <laughs> That uh, she might she might not know the I word. I definitely hundred percent. That's the in case English. because. Do you know I don't? What's the uh, word for girl fee? in French? Fee. 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 Yes. Yeah, okay. She we all know it. Yeah. Fine. Definitely, she definitely just the does. hair. <laughs> she definitely but, does. And I get the feeling the French yeah. are better English than we are oh, French. Yeah. yeah. I think that is a I think it's, safe it was just yeah. it's Tinder. It's it just quick. She just glanced. Uh, Emily, common English boy's name. I don't know. We're fine. We won't read into it too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's brutal world. The Christmas Day truce of 1914 saw both sides of this fateful war meet in no man's land, exchange stories, tobacco, and that famous game of football. It was a true glimmer of humanity amidst this brutal hardship. Does anyone want any leftover turkey or... Today is Boxing Day. Callum, we will be paying you double for both of your parts. <laughs> that big bucks. I was thinking how funny it would be to be when you're like, oh, which sketch do you want to do? Just to insist <laughs> that we did kidneys. <laughs> be like, I want it out there. We were laughing about that as well. Yeah, we, <laughs> we were so surprised that that was not the case. <laughs> really? uh, yeah. Should we should we quickly say what, what the like story was to. with kidneys day off? <laughs> Callum, when did you write kidneys day off? <laughs> it feels like I wrote it in 2013. In the it womb. can't have been then. But it, it must have been halfway through second mm. year, I think I wrote Kidney's Day Off. So it failed <laughs> to get into two shows. And then there was like a leaving present. It was like, oh, go on then. You can, you can use Kidney's Day Off, which is two kidneys having a conversation in the, uh, the organ break room. Which is just an imaginary room in your in your stomach, I imagine. <laughs> which is also an organ. I, I see that. I didn't do biology, and uh, and then sorry, no, it's not two. I was going to say it's an appendix. It's, an, it's yeah. a kidney, and it's a. You're right. It's a kidney and an appendix having a conversation. The appendix, obviously, being a fairly redundant organ, and then another kidney comes in, and the other kidney's like, "Oh my, what the hell are you doing? Like, we need one of us. You know, get back to your post." And then the punchline is, the appendix goes, I'm so angry I could burst. <laughs> That's it. And it ultimately, it was, it was fine. It was carried by mm. shouting, which is when something isn't that funny, just Really loud. And see what I'm happens. Really loud. Not afraid to come out in public, so I was against doing this sketch <laughs> pretty forcefully. Absolutely. Um, it yeah, relied I mean, it, on... It, it, it relied on people understanding that one kidney worked at a time, that you only needed one kidney. It, <laughs> There were a lot of things. It was set in an organ. I thought there were... I was like, frankly, Mungo, like, you're talking down to your audience. We're at Durham University. <laughs> if the vast majority of the people sitting in the crowd don't know you only need one kidney to survive, then frankly, what are we doing this for? You know?
Welcome to a guided meditation. You made it this far in the show. You deserve this. Breathe in, breathe out. Let your body become heavy with your breath. Breathe in for a count of four. One, two, three, four. Breathe out for the length of your credit card pin. Seven, seven, six, one. Your body is becoming heavy. So heavy you feel the need to remove your shoes. Remove your shoes and give them to me. You're walking on a beach now, you don't need your shoes. You're warm, you're relaxed. The sand is between your toes. You're a little horny, you weirdo. It's Santa Fe. The sea is the clearest blue. You wish your wife Deborah could be with you in Santa Fe. But your wife Deborah is at brunch with Carol. She's at brunch with Carol just like she's been for the last seven Saturdays. Even though it's 8pm and Carol moved to Brussels last spring. In the darkness behind your eyes, picture an everyday object. Something you might have in your pocket right now. A credit card, for example. Visualize your credit card. The comfortable bend in the plastic. The three-digit security code. Visualize getting out your phone and texting me that number. To aid with this visualization, get out your phone and text me the number. Return now to your happy place, the beach in Santa Fe. Get lost in the sound of my voice. Picture the smiling face of your wife, Deborah. This is ultimate relaxation. The beach in Santa Fe, the sound of my voice, the face of your wife, Deborah. You could not be happier. Santa Fe, my voice, your wife, Deborah. Santa Fe, me, Deborah. I'm running off to Santa Fe with your wife, Deborah, and both your credit cards. And I'm wearing your shoes. And breathe out. Namaste, motherfucker. I thought it'd be nice, Cam, to ask you, um, of your three shows in Keith, what, straight off the top of your head, what were your favourite sketches that either you were in or wrote or even just ones that you weren't involved with at all? But Oh, blimey. Uh, first one that springs to mind, maybe, maybe Born In, to be fair. It's a good one. Um, it's just... Even though the, the accent and the uh, pronunciation of some of the words was a bit of a challenge for a time. Um, I remember it was like the second, it was the first sketch that I was in, in the Standing in the Rain show. And I was just so aware. I was trying to do it in a Carlisle accent, which I definitely butchered the hell out of. And it was quite easy for that line, met my best mate Patrick, just to melt. And I was like, if I, if I melt on that line on the first night of Standing in the Rain on my first sketch. Yeah. You're done. I'm, I'm going to give you one go of saying that line. You have one. You have one go. <laughs> Met my best mate Patrick. <laughs> that'll do. That'll do. That'll do. Oh God, you! I've got the sweats again. Yeah, the first, the first sketch I did in first year, it was at Castle Comedy Cabaret, which is 
Um, basically, it's a black tie event in a massive hall with the worst acoustics of all time. And we were opening the show to these really drunk students, but they weren't like one beer drunk where people laugh at everything. They were five beer drunk where they ridicule everything. And we were the first show and it was the first sketch of the night of anyone. And I had my worst ever line blank about 20 seconds in. And I, it was a sketch about Noah's Ark and... Uh, someone goes and finds Noah building the ark. It's like, Noah, what the fuck, man? Why didn't you let me on the ark? What is this? What's going to happen? And I just completely lost it. And honestly, I'm going to say six or seven seconds, just rocked backwards and forwards, just like umming at uh, Alex Taylor. Um, and then he gave me my cue for the next line. And I forgot that as well and did the same thing again. Uh <laughs> And then I just jumped like eight or nine lines further down and we missed a couple of the best gags of the Ooh. sketch. And it was very much his sketch. He wrote it and I butchered it. Over it. And that was possibly the worst it got. Um, across that was the only way it was up, I suppose. Yeah. Apart from yeah. Uh, in the Standing in the Rain show when I exhaled snot <laughs> uh, visibly in front of the whole audience and it was the biggest laugh of the whole show. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, there's, hang on. You can't, yeah, on. You can't leave that Pull story details. there. Because there's, you've, missed, you've missed the end of it, and the end's the most disgusting part. Well, Set us up. Oh, my God. Okay. It was, I was, it was a sketch in which I was having an argument, and I was sitting down, and at Treads, there are three banks of seats, um, and the one just in front, there are probably like 20 people there, and it's very, very close to the stage. And in the middle of this argument, there's a lull where I sighed, went, ha, but I exhaled it through my nose. And a whole globule of spit, of mucus, came down and hung. A... Spit, spit? Spit. It was like, it was, it was like, ha. It was, it was green, <laughs> it was green spit, Mongo. It was spit. Green spit, it was from your nose, so I think it we know. Spit. Uh, it was full on. Yeah, mucus, D- like down probably around the level of my mouth. And I immediately, <laughs> instinctually sniffed it back up. Oh. Um, but everyone in the front 20 people just pissed themselves. No one else knew what was going on. I hadn't done anything like funny as part of the sketch. There wasn't a joke there. And I basically realised I had a couple options. I could wait until the moment had gone, but sort of just sit awkwardly in my chair till the people in front of me stop laughing or I could sort of try and own it. So I wiped my nose with my arm and then slowly licked my arm where I'd wiped my nose in the middle of the sketch. (laughs) And everyone was like, oh no, why did he do that? That's a horrible idea. Of all the things. I tried to claim... I tried to claim after, yeah, but I owned it. Like, it became mine. I thought, yeah, but it was horrible. <laughs> it's like being in a bad situation and then deciding to make it so much worse. Like, <laughs> oh, Yeah, coming out of that thinking, yeah, I've, I've won in that situation, haven't I? I, was, I have, yeah, I, I have I won. That. Like, and then we... I don't think anyone yeah, really, really... And then won. we all lost later when someone said, the funniest moment of the show was when you and your snot... And I was like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> 
this was this was three months <laughs> yeah. work and four weeks of intense rehearsals and only three of us actually writing the stuff was actually harder than normal but yeah and so anyway thanks for, thanks for coming anyway. it feels always wrong to go to the agony aunt because we've just come up with all of our own problems this episode <laughs> it's just been us it's been therapy for us but we have to do you want to hit us with some questions, Mungo? With some agony keys. Do, 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 do. Number one. I have a great relationship with my dad, but always seem to be drawn to age gap relationships. Simple, Simple. to the point. Not a question, just wanted it to be known. Um... Yeah, but it is a problem. We said send us your problems, and that does seem like a problem. Maybe um, this person wants their dad to have a friend. <laughs> like a golfing buddy and thinks this is the best yeah. way to achieve it. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Someone who also remembers, you know, eating ice cream off paper <laughs> and watching snooker in black and white. The first war. <laughs> well, there seem, yeah, there seem to be two parts mm. about this. I have a great relationship with my dad, but... Doesn't bode well for the relationship with the dad is... Interesting. Do you know what I mean? That's... Is it... Does anyone have a great relationship with their dad, listener? Come on. You're just trying to flex. <laughs> but there's nothing... Yeah, I, the thing is, I don't think there's much of an issue. Like, is there an issue with being drawn to age gap relationships? Like, I guess they if might it's... die. Because guess, you... Ha- if it's that much of an age gap. That's my main thing. I guess if it's... If it's, like, dad's age, age gap, then that is a real then there's something really seriously going on there. And that's like a bit of a... Mm. But no judgment here at the Keith podcast. I'm glad they clarified that it was like a... By relating it to the... Because my first thought of age gap relationship, I'm like, oh, are they a nonce? That's well, your first if when thought. It's, a, it's is... staging it as an issue, you know? Like, I feel like you can go older. Sure. A legal yeah, issue, a, a legal issue, issue yeah. Like, issue. Yeah. The solution, be happy you're not a nonce. And... Talk to your dad. Call your dad. There's a lot going on here. Very, very different to the problem we just had as well. How do I capitalise on art and not start hating it in the process? <laughs> Who thinks Keith the small is the problems one for the, like, They thought, yes, these people know. They thought, yes, these people love their art. But we, <laughs> we've never capitalised. We love what yeah. we do. We... <laughs> I would say don't proofread. Do it once. That'll do. Mm. If you don't want to feel like you're milking it too much, then whatever you've done first time will. Oh. And that's the most genuine, isn't it, of, of things, of takes. Like for the first attempt at something is when it said it's most real, right? Don't obsess. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, even if it's wildly wrong and you're muted, <laughs> it's still real to you. Your, up, your Macbeth is going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Great. It's not going to be. It's not going to be. I'll let you know how it is. Well, luckily, you've got the Malibu close at hand. Yeah, so. to drown. I, um, I'm afraid to say I don't have any really good way to answer this problem about capitalising art and not start hating it in the process because... Yeah, um, every time I've tried to capitalise off art, I've hated it in the process. Like, commissions, so me- anything like that, hate it. So... <laughs> so is the answer sell yourself 
short and go and do something else uncreative, not do the thing that you like? Or is it follow this dream until you earn enough money to start really disliking it, but take the cash and know that that's the only amount of time you're going to get or with it? Or just push through the hate and separate the art that you're capitalising on from the art that you're actually enjoying. I would say as well, if you always do it for free, then you're never capitalising, are you? <laughs> It's like a no, but you always, oh, that's obviously wildly, <laughs> wildly impractical. Just live yeah. in the woods and but. make your art and outside of society. Well, thanks everyone for listening. <laughs> thank you, Cam, for being here. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you very much. <laughs> it took some turns, which is really kind of what I was expecting because I feel like the sketches that you'd bring to Keith were just as twisted as the energy you've brought to this podcast. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks, man. Like, I think there's a compliment in there. <laughs> no, I don't. Like, yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> I'll see you. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you very much for listening to the second episode of Keith Podcast. There'll probably definitely be a third one, so keep your ears peeled. You've been listening to The Keith Podcast with Emily Mungo and special guest Callum with post-production and original music by Fergus Carver. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>